Welcome to Repertory Screenings, episode 36. I'm your host, M, and with me are my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello. And Destiny. Hey, hey. And we're here once again to talk about movies. And this year, we're all screenings of Repertory Screenings, because there hasn't been a new movie since Tenet, and no one risks their life to go see it. <laughs> oh, that's true. When can I pirate Tenet? I never actually saw it. I didn't watch a cam rip or anything. I, I That has to be up somewhere, right? I think they're they're releasing it in November. Maybe it's up. I don't know. November is there's two days left in that's November. Why I, that's why I was like, she's not. I haven't been like looking for it. Yeah, fair enough. December fifteenth. Okay. Okay. Ten days before Wonder Woman eighty four, which I will just watch on Disney Plus like a normal person. The, the Disney, uh, HBO, HBO Max, HBO not Max, Disney Plus. Yeah. Yes. Getting prepared for Plus. the um, the Snyder Cut. Yeah. It looks, it looks uh, so who's watched good. any movies? Not Destiny, me! You've been watching movies. Uh, I watched... Um, what was the last movie I watched? Mysterious Skin, I believe? Okay. Which is the 2003 Gregoraki movie uh, about how a very specific act of child abuse affects two different boys in their lives. Uh, it's really, really sad. And, um, one of my favorite movies. Okay. You've been, uh, there was like a whole Gregoraki thing on the Criterion channel, right? You were catching Yeah, they up had on three stuff. of his movies. They had The Living In, Totally Fucked Up, and, um, Mysterious Skin, and they're leaving within the next two days. So, <laughs> I watched them all at the beginning of the month. Okay. Uh, even though I've seen them before, I just rewatched them because it had been a while. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've watched a single thing, uh, in the three weeks since we recorded this podcast last. Everything else is for another podcast. Yeah, that's where I am as well. Wow. Look, it's hard out here. We're having a bad time at the Abnormal Mapping Headquarters. So I guess we'll just get into it. Our movie this week is The Ascent, which is a 1977 Soviet film directed by Larissa Shapitko uh, and made at Mosfilm. It is based on the book uh, Sotnikov by Vasil Byakow. Uh, I don't, I'm not good with uh, Russian names. My apologies. Um, and is about... Uh, Soviet partisans in World War II uh, trying to hide out from the Germans and not get captured and killed. And uh, you know what? They don't succeed. <laughs> <laughs> they do not succeed at that, no. Uh, it is specifically about uh, two men, uh, Sotnikov and Rybak, who are uh, get stranded from their the people there. It's not even like their regiment. They're like just in the woods with a bunch of like refugees, right? And they go to get food and they get stranded. Um, and they get attacked by Germans and, uh, Sotnikov gets injured and, uh, is basically about to kill himself when Ryback comes back and, uh, grabs him and drags him into the house of, uh, what's this lady's name? Uh, Demchika, uh, who is just a lady who's trying to, you know, hold down this house with a bunch of kids that she's got. And by showing up here, it just happens. This is the day the Germans pay a visit and, uh, they drag everyone out and she gets captured too. And they go to prison and, uh, interrogated and Ryback being the one like opportunist, 
uh, tells them just like things that he thinks they already know. Um, just enough to get the interrogator to not like torture or whatever. And he's like, Oh, you know, you're willing to work with us. Uh, I also, you know, was a Russian, uh, collaborator with the Germans cause it's easier and maybe you should join the police force, take the path I did. And, uh, he waffles on that, but ends up doing it. And then everyone else gets killed. And then he realizes that he made a terrible mistake, but it's too late to do anything about it. The end. The end. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, t- but when we were planning the, this movie, uh, <laughs> Jackson Jackson was like suggesting a couple things, and I'm like, why is everything some like you know bleak materialistic realism film about uh, well. you know what it is? Yeah, and I was like, I'm gonna find something else, uh, and I landed on the bleak like religious allegory of materialism film instead. <laughs> Just the most like the the hairs width of difference between you and me in terms of taste possible. <laughs> I yep. found I found Soviet uh, Joan of Arc. <laughs> you really did choosing a movie and then realizing that you are trapped here too. <laughs> Slow pan on the escape route that you can never take. <laughs> <laughs> um. The thing, the actual thing that happened, and we talked about this last time, is I found a bunch of movies that I wanted to get and couldn't find any of them. And this one has a Criterion edition because it's a, you know, a f- famous movie that was nominated for an Academy Award and, um, or it was like the, you know, the Soviet, uh, nominee for it and, um, became famous because it's a sad movie about war. Because <laughs> that's what gets ca- remembered by history is the sad movies about war. Uh, in fairness, it's a very good sad movie about war. Yeah, no, that's fair. Correction, but yes, it, is... it was... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm just going to It did not become an Academy Award nominee, yeah, that's but what it was... I, that's what I said. Oh, okay. I corrected myself. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I, I, like I said, I didn't really know much about it. I was like, oh, you know, Soviet film uh, in the 70s. Uh, it sounds cool. Well, I'm trying to branch out, you know, we're trying to branch out past uh, France, Japan, and the United States. So here we are. Um and the thing about this movie, uh, we were going to watch it last night, and I was like, uh, neither of us want to do this. It's almost a two-hour movie about black-and-white movie about how hard uh, it was in Russia during World War II. Uh, it turns out that this was so arresting that I feel like those two hours flew real fast. Yes. This movie It was moves. a good fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, this is great. Yeah, no, I loved it. Um very happy we watched it. I was also like, oh, I'm tired. Badly managed my time this well, my whole life, but especially this month. Uh, I don't want to do this. And I just watched it. It was a, it was excellent. Um, I had a fantastic time. Being sad. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just nail it. Yeah. No. Sometimes the movie is an hour forty eight and it just flies by. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I don't know what to say about it, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm also struggling. It it definitely had some religious allegory stuff happening. Do we want to talk about that? Sure. Uh, so, the Wikipedia page, someone wrote their book report in the Wikipedia page <laughs> of this uh, yes. movie. <laughs> the Wikipedia page is so long, like, for some reason. Yeah. yeah, and, like, it's, like, all good info, and it's all, like, well-presented, but, like... It is, it is like, 
the entire research portion of like a, a, a book about this movie just chucked into Wikipedia for no good reason. Uh, I appreciate it. I wish every movie had this, but uh, it does not. Um, and so, yeah, this movie, uh, you know, based on a novel and uh, Shapitko wanted to make this uh, particular movie because uh, she loved the, the book and uh, seems like a person who went 110% into everything at all times. Um, and so fought really hard for this movie, which, uh, getting the script past the Soviet censors was hard because, uh, they looked at it and said, uh, you made a movie about Jesus in World War II. <laughs> and that's not, that's not wrong. And even this version, which supposedly had the script adjusted multiple times, is literally a movie about Jesus and Judas in World War II. <laughs> uh, it's not subtle. So there's an amazing bit in the Wikipedia page where it's like, we have to keep in mind Jesus when casting this movie, but don't tell anyone. And then the next line is like, <laughs> they read the script and were like, this movie's about Jesus because they can they can read words. It's not it's not <laughs> hidden. You're not like sneaking this past anyone. That's what the movie's no. about. You know, after after um after Ryback betrays him and everything, he literally tries to hang himself like Judas as an old woman yells at him, Judas! Judas! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the edited version. <laughs> yes. Um, which is uh, a great fun. Um, it's weird because, like, I was expecting, like, a more, like, gr- I don't want to say, realism's weird, but, like, a, a more, like, you know, this is just the hard scrabble life of these characters, but that's only really the first half, and the second half does turn into like literally Joan of Arc. There's a shot where uh, Sotnikov like opens his eyes while he's being tortured, and he like he has like dramatic like you know expressionist makeup around his eyes to make his eyes look s- sunken in or whatever, and it's so intense that it freaks out the interrogator. And I'm like, oh, they're just they're just doing this. <laughs> yes. It's good. It's one of the best shots in the movie, but they're just doing this. Um, it's pretty explicit. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, because uh, the thing I like about that is that, like, Rybach ends up being still the main point of view character. And uh, you just end up getting to sit with him as he, uh, you know, doesn't act out of fear and, like, projecting the ways in which he's going to die, but then finds himself, like after everything's done in this space where like, Oh, I should have killed myself like the other three times. Like, and now it's too late. I can't go anywhere. And, uh, you know, like I can't kill myself. I'm already in a, I'm in a different prison, a bigger prison that I've agreed to be into. Uh, he's so, so fucked at the end up. of this movie. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the darkest, like Kirby enthusiasm theme plays at the end. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's, like, Portnov, like, when they get back in, Portnov, who's the interrogator who worked at, like, he is, you know, he was, like, a choir teacher, like, people knew him in the community, and he's now, like, you know, the guy who's torturing everyone. It's just like, hey, uh, go get some food, come see me in a little bit, we'll talk about it. Like, clearly, like, ah, yes, I went through this, and I'm gonna help walk you through this, and, uh, doesn't get a chance until, uh, Ryback breaks down. Like, just, uh, didn't get there fast enough. Nope. Uh, not even a little bit <laughs> yeah um i feel like the the entire last like everything since like the second half of this movie right is a uh, basically mm. set in stone the second it all like starts uh once mm. they get captured by the germans there's no real possibility of anything else happening <laughs> um mm. and so it's just like a, this like very slow walk to this uh, uh in- inevitable end point um 
because at the start I was like, oh, I guess they're just gonna like keep going up this mountain and find what maybe they'll. Uh, I assume they'll never find the food, but uh, have an increasing number of bad things happen to them. But instead, they just got captured immediately and uh, didn't even get to do that. And it was just everyone like trying to bargain their way out of this thing that is completely unbargainable, except Ryback, who does, and uh, that was the worst choice. Yeah, uh, the second half being so much about, like, the arguments over what it takes to break someone, right? Like, uh, Dimchika wants, like, wants to get back to her kids and is begging people, but, like, gets right up to the edge of, like, naming names to do that and is, like, pulled back with, like, just a brief reminder, like, think about what you're doing. And she's like, all right, I'd never do that. I'd rather die. And does. Um, and so watching her with, like, so much more to lose, like, materially than, uh, Reebok managing to not break, uh, is really good. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she's they like, drag her out of her house. They leave her kids. Who knows what's going to happen to them? Mm-hmm. And they're like young kids too. Mm-hmm. And she had like nothing. Like you know, she wasn't involved until they, she only. This only happened to her because these guys walk into her house. Yeah, they assume yep. that the, it's like a planned collaboration, but they just happened upon each other. The thing is, I don't think they actually think that. I think it's very much like a, you know, we're going to, we can get all these people, so we're going to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it, 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 like to, to people like Portnov, it doesn't matter what the truth is. Like, they're going to do the thing they want to do, which is exterminate everyone who isn't automatically aligned with them anyway. That's also, true. like, the whole point of the hanging at the end of the movie is to, like, send a message to the town they're in, right? That's why they want everyone there. That's why yeah. they have those signs. Uh, yeah. yeah, they had a sign that said "We are partisans that shot German soldiers" or something like that. Yeah, and they like march people out of their homes to come attend the execution. Ugh. Uh, which is why they need to have like you know a whole like a a, a child and a uh, mother there, and not just because if it was just two soldiers, they wouldn't have that effect, right? It's like they don't give a shit what the answer is. They this is like a uh, planned thing to like instill fear. Hmm. But it doesn't work. Like, they keep showing that kid crying, watching him die. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh, oh. Uh, watching, um, God, scrolling up. Uh, watching uh, Sotnikov, like, right yeah, at the end. Right, like, yeah. It almost inspires, like, a. I'm not going to say, like, a revolt or anything, but, like, you can tell it isn't working. I mean, that, mm. that's what happened in World War II, right? Like, <laughs> the Russians yeah. violently destroyed the Nazi party in a way that was pretty sick. Like, that is hanging out. Like, the cost like, of the like, unimaginable cost, people. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's kind of what the movie's about in a very direct way. It doesn't need to spell mm-hmm. that out because, you know, it knows you know that's what happened. Oh, I yeah. know. But what I'm saying is, like, that specific shot is mm-hmm. just, like, it. A good fuck you to the Nazis. Yeah. Because it's like a, it's like a, it's not like, you know, it is the seed that like blossoms into, and this is like part of the like, the myth of the film, right? It's like, it's this anger that like drives the party forward even when everyone is murdered, right? Like, yes. 
this is what the the, the, the national character of this story would like you because that's what the story is about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we have nothing for this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just good. It's just good. It's on the face the of it. The movie is self-evident. <laughs> yeah? I feel like we have not quite watched a, as a movie that is as much just like the text is the text, right? Yeah. Right. Um, like, it's it's all just there. Uh, it made me feel very cold. Me too. <laughs> Especially that scene where they're just rolling in the snow. Oh, it seems so miserable. Holy shit. Yeah, like half an hour into this movie, I tweeted that it is very cold in Russia, edited over the, um, you know, the bit from Ratha Khan where he's like a very cold in space because goddamn, this movie feels cold. Yeah. And the reason it feels cold is because they filmed it in the freezing cold. They don't fake shit. Yeah, no, this is one of those. Uh, I, I didn't realize there was such a thing as a method director, but here we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she would throw snow in the actor's faces before the scene starts to get but then also she was like running with them through the snow she was like if i don't do this i can't capture the reality of the situation yeah she almost died didn't she like she had a bunch of health problems from the previous movie she worked on and just didn't take care of herself (laughs) and then she threw herself into the snow to make this yeah Uh, she she seemed like a very live master <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> Live mass. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, I guess we don't have a whole lot. This was good, but sometimes you there's just isn't a lot to say. Uh yeah, no, I um I loved it. It was so f- fun. Part of the fact that we've done Stalker before is that uh Portnoff walks in and he's just the shitty writer from Stalker. Which I, I, <laughs> true. I know that you know they made Stalker after, but like you know, uh, it's rare that I'm gonna like recognize actors in you know this. I haven't seen that many Russian films. I've like seen two. There happens to be one shared actor, uh, and <laughs> him walking in and being like, "Hey, I'm the I'm the like interrogator for this movie. Look at how coldly charismatic I am. Like, oh, this fucking shit bag again. Perfect." I guess this is just what this guy does. I mean, very different, like, moral position, but as, like, a role and a guy that you're like, this fucking guy, uh, he's, he's good at that shtick. Uh, uh, he's much more intimidating in this movie, though. Like, holy shit. Yeah. He's Yes, right. but only because he has, like, the power of, like, you know, well, yeah, being there's like there's, there's, like, a smallness to his, like like his uh his like oppressiveness but that just makes it scarier because there's there's nothing at stake right like he's just like this because he chose this because every time he like invokes the part where he can like uh you know torture people he has to like switch to german and it's very like Mm -hmm. how he's like you know because of what the movie's about like he's every time he uh exerts his power he is betraying himself very explicitly um and he doesn't really care about it he is completely at peace with the fact that he's done this uh but it definitely like makes his uh, scenes like a bit more scary. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's interesting about that is like all the German officers seem like they're like eighteen and they just do not give a shit. They don't care. No. Yeah. They are just like on on winter vacation in the background of all these scenes. They seem to be having way too much fun. Yeah. 
it's like there's like particularly the, the like one guy who like drags people into the interrogation room who just seems like he is like the sarcastic comedic relief of a different movie yes mm-hmm. um it, it's it's pretty good like i don't know i feel like it's more effective than the choice that you could have of like oh look, they're the nazis and they're like shooting everyone because they're so evil but it's like no the nazis are there therefore they're evil the fact that they're just like chilling out in this town that they are oppressing is way more scarifying jesus christ (laughs) this is way more scary professional podcasters scarifying scarifying Uh, it's way more scary uh and uh just colder as like a portrayal of how uh this like stuff is organized Mm mm-hmm um because yeah like i think it's like uh really i just think it's a really good movie about the importance of uh holding on to not doing that Mm. even at the cost of your own you know like ryback takes the deal uh worst decision he ever made yeah yeah, he doesn't even like he he doesn't even have the conviction to like ah oh, I saved my skin I'm okay about that like, no you know Mm-mm. there's no rationalization isn't like oh maybe eventually I can you know get a gun and shoot Portnov or something you know there's nothing yeah but he doesn't even have like Portnov's like surety like self conviction of like I did the right thing because like what's the opportunity what's the other option death death sucks I'm gonna live thank you right there's no there's nothing there's just nothing he has nothing at the end of the film yeah in the book he doesn't even have that belt yeah i like the change where she's like no no we need to give him the belt but he can't even he can't even get that done right because <laughs> she didn't want any of the circumstances around him trying to die to be exteriorly motivated it's like oh no he has to he has to choose like want to choose to do it but not be able to like actually commit right the bit where like he do- he's like he tries to hang himself and you're like oh he's gonna hang himself in the toilet and that's gonna be his end and then like it fails a couple of times and just hard's cut to the outside and he's like kind of you know dourly walking away <laughs> mm. um, is pretty good I f- um I feel like the end of this movie is like very very like blackly co- comic right like yes um th- the uh the entire thing is like goddamn dude. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone they're not they are not like watching him anymore. Um the he you know the the way the path to the outside world is wide open, but he's he he can't. Yeah. Uh is that it? I think that probably is it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. I don't have a yeah, no. I just going through the Wikipedia page and being the the line where they said officials uh m- m- Ordered the biblical, the allusions to biblical text be removed. I'm just curious what the original script looked like at that point, then, because like there's a lot of them. Yeah, and it was only a 70 page script. Yeah. Right. What was left? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I guess that'll be it then. Uh, um, yeah, sorry, everyone. If you want to say, you know, it's fine. Look, sometimes the movie's just short, you know? 
if you want to send questions, you can send them to podcast.abnormalmapping.com. Uh, we have one email from Tron. I think we covered, surprisingly, we covered a lot of this stuff in our talk about the movie. Because, like I said, sometimes movies are just self-evident. And you just, they are what they are. Um, bu- 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 let's see. Uh, did you feel any sympathy or empathy for Ryback? Uh, like, lightly, but only, honestly, I feel like his position is like, I understand someone like the interrogator better who just is like, no, I made my choice. I'm going to live with it. Yes. I tend Ryback to. Ryback choosing. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, I was just agreeing with you. Just saying, like, it. you go on. As, like, the idea of, like, I'm going to betray everyone I believe in, but then also self-doubt myself into, like, a breakdown over it immediately. Like, uh, I don't, I just don't understand this. Like, I guess I do get where it's coming from, but I'm, I'm like, just choose something. <laughs> just stop waffling. Choose something. Yeah, have a conviction. Yep. Jackson. I mean, I'm basically in the same place, right? Like, you know, because you watch that and you're like, I mean, either you would die or not. <laughs> uh, yes. I feel like not dying is the easiest thing to um, rationalize, right? Yeah. Uh, like, obviously, a very evil thing to do, what Portnub is doing, but it makes sense to me in, like, a, my view of psychology that when you are alive, you then rationalize it best you can. Um mm-hmm. But uh, Ryback doing the like, you know, saving his own skin without the rationalization is just in, like the biggest disaster for for him. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, that's it. Uh, short one, but you know it happens. I don't feel too uh, messed up about it. We got like next five time we podcasts. won't go short. However, <laughs> next time it's a it's a much richer text to dig into. <laughs> Oh my god. Next, next time, episode 37, we are covering Kevin Smith's classic film, Clerks. Yeah, speaking about uh, black and white religious algorithms. We're <laughs> 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 watching Clerks. It's episode uh, so look 37. forward to that. And uh, then we'll probably have one more before the year's out. Um, and that'll be it for us this year. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. Um, plugs. Destiny. At Fridge Buzz now, and then my podcast Badland Girls can be found on abnormalmapping.com slash Badland Girls. You're recording an episode today. I sure am. It's gonna be bleak as, uh, not as bleak as this movie, but we are talking about, uh, hometown murders, so. Oh, great. <laughs> it's gonna be sad. Jackson. Uh, I am at Headfalls Off on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast that me and M do at Abnormal Mapping. AbnormalMapping.com. Uh, There's a bunch of good ones there. They're good. You should listen to them. You should listen to our episode uh, on Shinobi uh, at TheBestGame.club. And, that, uh, that'll be out uh, today. Yeah. As you're listening to this, that episode's out. That's a pretty good episode. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at EM underscore Bing. You can support all these podcasts at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. For $1, you get the Great Gundam Project. We are finishing up uh, 08th MS team. We are about to start Gundam X. It's going to be a great time. Look forward to more Gundam. We'll also be watching Ghost of the Shell Standalone Complex Season 2 called Second Gig. So uh, that'll be fun. Uh, in that one, no one is going to stop the religious subtexts. <laughs> no one. <laughs> um, until then... Movies.
now more than ever. Don't expect to like it.